0: I am a proud graduate of St. Louis University High School. It's always my answer to the question, where'd you go to high school, of course, that everybody gives in St. Louis. Uh, And when I was applying there uh, in the faraway year of 2006, just to make some of you feel old, uh, my mom would sometimes tell me, she would say, now, John, you know SLU guys have a reputation of being a little arrogant, so don't get a big head. And I would always tell her, mom, I'll be fine, I won't. And all throughout high school, my mom would sort of remind me of that, telling me, John, don't don't get a big head. Don't become arrogant. But that by the time I I was done with high school, whenever my mom would tell me that, she'd say, John, you know, don't be arrogant, I'd say, Listen, mom, we're not arrogant at Slew, we're just better than you. <laughs> Tongue was very firmly in cheek, I might add. We we often think of, of boasting as, as something as being arrogant or bragging. As a negative, and for the most part, that's true. We should have a healthy sense of self confidence and self assurance, but bragging seems to take that maybe a step too far. And yet, in our second reading today, brothers and sisters, St. Paul tells us about something that we should boast in namely, the cross. We ought to boast, brothers and sisters in the cross. That can be a twofold a difficult thing to hear. As we think, okay, boasting, why would we want to boast? But, but to boast in the cross seems like an odd thing to boast in. Yes, it's a symbol of torture, but also at first glance, it's not something that is ours to boast in at first glance. And normally, we boast about things that we have done or things that we are a part of, but the cross. Seems a little bit remote for that. After all, we aren't the ones that are on it. Jesus is. But brothers and sisters, Jesus didn't just undergo the cross so that we could look at it as some event that happened in the past. The cross is a reality that we are called to embrace here and now. Paul tells us that the cross is something worth boasting about because the cross is for us. It's for us, and it should be ours. We ought to boast in our sharing in Jesus' cross. That is the only thing for St. Paul that is worth boasting about. And yes, the cross is uncomfortable, but it is necessary. It can be a lonely place, sure, But it is very salvific. And this is difficult for us to hear, I think, because often the cross is the thing we want the most to avoid. We want to avoid the cross the most. We see the pain. We see the loneliness. And I think more than anything, we see the public mockery that Jesus endured on the cross. The public mockery in particular is something for us that we want to avoid that is such a mainstay, a staple of embracing the cross. And I dare say in our modern world, brothers and sisters, if we find ourselves on the cross, it means that we've stood for something. If we find ourselves on the cross, it means we've stood for something. And in our world today, I think that's perhaps the most important thing that you and I could do. It doesn't take a genius to look down the the road of the future to see that we're going to have to stand for a lot as Catholics. Stand for a lot of difficult things. And as such, we are going to have to embrace the cross. But these are things worth boasting about, brothers and sisters. As we know, our faith should be a leaven to the world. Like leaven for bread or yeast for bread. The thing that elevates, the thing that influences for the better. And the best leaven that you and I could offer to our world is the cross. It's the best leaven we could offer. And I think we have a unique perspective on this as Catholics living in America. If you think about 150 years ago, when those immigrants came to the shores of our country, they came into a very Protestant world. So many of these Catholic immigrants from Europe came into a very Protestant country and a very Protestant culture who wanted desperately to fit in, to be accepted by others, and to sort of feel as if they've arrived. So many people were looking for other people who would embrace the Catholic faith and to feel a sense of camaraderie and a sense of fitting in. Maybe even a sense of validation of sorts. Maybe a good example of this is that anytime there's a movie with remotely Catholic themes, people come to me and say, Father, you've got to watch this. You've got to watch this. It's such an awesome thing that you know, this movie or this, this thing is. Again, we, we want to feel understood and we want to be seen, and there's nothing inherently wrong with that wanting to fit in and to feel that we've arrived. But I dare say the problem we have, brothers and sisters, in the last hundred years isn't that we haven't fit in enough. It's that we have fit in too well. The word Catholic says very little nowadays about how someone actually lives their life. It says very little about that. Fitting in here on earth really isn't a good sign because this isn't our true home. No one should fit in in a place where they aren't truly meant to be. Really, that's one of the worst things that we could ever do. And if we are trying to fit in, whether it's in our community, our country, or our society at large, if we're trying to fit in, it's going to be very difficult for us to find the cross. The thing that we need to boast about more than anything. You know, I think back to the early Christians in the early centuries of the church. Their faith was so foreign so foreign to the world around them. And so they had to stand for something because they stood out so much. And because of this, they embraced the cross in incredible ways. They didn't care about fitting in because they knew they never would. The cross is so countercultural, brothers and sisters. The cross proclaims truth to a world fixated with error. It proclaims penance to a culture obsessed with pleasure. And it proclaims sacrificial love to a society that uses others for our own selfish ends. Again, we so often, by contrast, brothers and sisters, in our desire to fit in and to be accepted, we can sometimes wed ourselves to the spirit of the age. But as the Bishop Fulton Sheen would say, if we wed ourselves to the spirit of the age, we become a widow in the next. And it doesn't take much to see that our world It's going further and further away from the gospel. And so we are going to be a smaller church in the future. A leaner church. Smaller, but hopefully more faithful. We're going to need to get used to being outcasts, brothers and sisters, if we aren't used to it already. Because the world is only going to go further and further and demand of us that we go further and further away from truth. But the demand of the Christian life is very simple, brothers and sisters. It's the cross. Anything short of that is shortchanging the gospel of Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, I love how this, gospel, this, this second reading ends, where St. Paul tells us that we are called to bear the marks of Jesus on our body. St. Paul is essentially saying it's as if, at the end of our lives, Jesus will ask us, how well did you embrace the cross in your life. And we're going to need to show him our hands, our feet, and our side. If we have embraced the cross enough, brothers and sisters, the wounds of the cross will be evident. They will show forth to others. We need to show Christ our hands and our feet. Hopefully those wounds are rugged and torn and somewhat deep. Or maybe we've Embrace the faith of comfort and convenience that doesn't get us too hurt or doesn't get us too close to the cross. So, brothers and sisters, let us pray today for a love of the cross and a desire to share in what Christ has given us. To not be afraid of standing for something, even if it means ridicule, scorn, and suffering. Let us take pride in our participation in the cross and boast of this wondrous sign of God's love for us and bear in our bodies the death and resurrection of Jesus.